What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's well. I started playing God of War again. And see, this is why I can't start playing video games because then I get hooked and now I want to stop. I haven't played for like two days, so it's starting to calm down. But like for the whole weekend, that's all I did. And I don't like it, man. I don't like feeling like that. So that's why I stop here and there. But God of War is good, man. It's good. I think I missed a few things. I got to go back and try and get some stuff. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me. Punch the mouth official on Instagram. Official underscore PATM on X. Peace, guys. Later. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody is well. Uh, today, of course, is the opinion episode, so we have a lot more fun today. Couple things. I finally found out why. Well, this is according to James Lynch. Of course, James Lynch is a Canadian reporter. Why Linton Vassell versus Brian Bader is no longer happening. Apparently, they wanted to try and get Corey Anderson to fight Ryan Bader. Ryan said yes. Apparently, Corey said yes. The reason it did not happen is because Bellator said they were trying to make money. This is James Lynch saying this is what Ryan Bader told him, that they were both ready to go, but that Bellator's trying to save money. Again, this is fueling the rumors that this is the end, whether it be Bellator 301, 302. Again, I don't think anything will happen up until the Grand Prix is over. Once the Grand Prix is over, the all bets are off because, like, they're not going to leave us on a cliffhanger. Why are they going to do these two semifinal matches if they're not going to finish the tournament, you know? That's my feeling on this. In other news, before we get into the fights, um, Benil Dariush will take... It's rumored, but that's not official, but it's rumored Benil Dariush will take on Armin Sarukian towards the end of the year in December. And there was another fight announced. The Cheeto Vera, Sean O'Malley news. I don't want to commit to that because the person that put it out again, I don't think they're a reliable source. And going back to the Bellator thing, I asked the manager that I'm really cool with, they didn't know much either, but they knew as much as I knew, but they didn't even know because apparently it's either the PFL's buying it or they're folding. And this manager didn't even know there was talks of Bellator potentially folding. So what they did tell me is that after UFC, I mean, not UFC, Bellator 300, they did tell me that the new management, quote unquote, whether it be PFL, whether it be somebody else, will come in after that. We shall see what happens. Again, right now they have this one on Saturday and then what I believe to be the final card of the year, which would be in November, because I don't think they'll do a December one. And I'm telling you, if they're coming back in the new year for one final event in April, May, in that time slot, and it's the finals and it's Bader versus Vassell on that card, 
that'll be it if the rumors are true. Because remember that the Champions Night for Bellator, I was going to say Bellator for PFL has already been announced for November. And they're hoping to do their first pay-per-view um, division event in January. So we shall see what happens. And maybe it's something like the way Strike Force, like we all knew that the Strike Force fighters would eventually dissolve into the UFC, but they let them have their final few fights. Like they let them tie up loose ends. Like they let them finish the heavyweight Grand Prix. Like again, you guys remember that story I told about Overeem opting just to drop out of the Grand Prix to go to the UFC faster? Because he had won his first fight against Verdum. I'm repeating this story because I know I've told this story. He won his first fight against Verdum. Then, because Fedor got beat down by Bigfoot Silva, he probably said, fuck this, I'm going to go to the UFC and become UFC champion. That's when he was Ubering, bro. Do you guys remember the size of that man? That was the best fighter in the world. Why did you sort of have to go and ruin everything, bro? Jesus Christ. You know, I've talked to people within the industry, and they're like, dude, they should all let him just be on the juice. It's better competition for everybody. For everybody. But it is what it is. In other news, we're going to go over the fights. We got an update from Connor. I don't know how reliable it is. We have to go see if he's already taken down the tweet. I should go check right now. Was it a tweet or was it Instagram that he posted that on? We'll check either way. Let's see. Let's go over the fights first. Okay, first up, UFC on Saturday, Dawson versus Green. Grant Dawson will take on Bobby Green. Joe Pfeiffer will take on Abdul. Razak Hassan. Alex Morno. Hassan, sorry. I said that wrong. Alex Morno will take on Joaquin Buckley. Drew Dober will take on Ricky Glenn. Alexander Hernandez will take on Phil Agrio, Algio, not Agrio, Agrio is bitter. Philip Lenz will take on Ian Kutislava. Carolina Kovalkiewicz will take on Diana Bita. I hope I said that right. I'm really excited for Carolina Kovalkiewicz. I really, especially because of, like she says, like she reinvigorated her career. She went to American Top Team. She... Started training with top-notch coaches. It's great, man. I Again, like, it's the cool story with Connor and how he was able to become featherweight champion with John Cavanaugh, but sometimes that doesn't work for everybody and they have to go elsewhere. Luckily, her and Joanna, I believe, got on good terms and she invited her out to American Top Team. So it's good to see for Carolina. I believe she's on like a two-fight win streak. Let me check it out. She's on a three-fight win streak. Is she ranked? Let's see. She is. She's number 15. Who's she fighting? Well, her opponent's unranked. But if she wins, you have to give her a ranked opponent. Imagine her and Lupi Godinez. That's crazy. Or her and Angela Hill. That's another crazy fight. But yeah, I'm happy for her, man. If she wins, she'll be on a four-fight win streak. We'll see what happens for her. We'll see what happens. So let's go look up Conor McGregor. I hate this thing when it does this. 
Conor McGregor submitted my sub to re-enter the USADA testing pool ball rolling on return to UFC by Damian Martin. Conor McGregor appears to be ready to finally re-enter the UFC anti-doping program, which should clear his way to an eventual return to the octagon. The former two-division champion posted a brief update on Instagram following a training session where he stated that he submitted paperwork to the UFC Senior Vice President Athlete and Health and Performance Jeff Nowinski, who oversees the UFC anti-doping program, which will likely be the next step to rejoin the testing pool administered by the United States Anti-Doping Agency. And then it goes on to say the fighters that have dropped out didn't take six months and two contempt. McGregor dropped out of the UFC anti-doping program while he was recovering from a broken leg suffered in his last fight against Dustin Poirier in 2021. Find why targets hit them. Fuck the consequences, McGregor wrote. You're going down this fighting. This is fighting. Sparring day with Slick Nicolay Rose Dev. Always a banger of a spar with the Slick fella. Submitted my stuff to Nowinski. Ball rolling. Ball rolling. See you soon. So there's that. So if what he's saying is true, like, let's say he submitted it yesterday. Six months from now would be November 5th, December, January, February, March, April. Now, the question becomes, let's say if he submitted his stuff, let's say he can fight at some point in April. Let's just say that. And I'll get back to the fights in a second. I'm sorry. My mind is jumping everywhere. But let's look at this. UFC 294 is in October. 295 December. November, I'm sorry. 296 in December. And right here it's saying January 20th will be 297 in Toronto. That one, is, from what I heard, is rumored to be Poria versus Alexander Volkanovsky. I cannot confirm that because that's what I heard, right? That's supposed to be them. So let's say you go 298 February. Unless you skip February, you go 298 March, 299 April, and then you skip. Can they do that with it? Because the, the only way I see this lining up because there ha it has to be in July, wouldn't it be? It would have to be in July. They would have to skip a few months. So they're not skipping January. I would assume they would skip February and May. But then that leaves you with March, April, and then June. Are you, are you going to skip June too? Because they usually don't skip June. But for UFC 300... What if they just make stacked fight night cards? Like, what if they give us the April card 299? Or or what if they do this? What if they give us 298 in March? April, they stack it with fight night. May, they stack it with fight night. 299 in June and 300 in July. Because there's no way they're going to do... Because I've always seen it as the summer events is like, their Wrestlemania and then the MSG event is their SummerSlam and then their December events is like their Survivor Series <laughs> because those three cards are always stacked the end of the year card the November card and the July card 
Those are always the three big wins for the UFC. So there's no way I see UFC 300 happening in April or May or even June for that matter. With July being right there, you know, there has to be a workaround around that. I believe there has to be. Now, let's get back to these fights. bro. I apologize for that. Alex Morno is going to fight Joaquin Buckley. That's one to look out for. Joe Pfeiffer versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. That's another crazy fight right there. Now, the main event, Grand Dawson versus Bobby Green. I believe it's going to be Bobby Green's boxing and his stand-up versus Grand Dawson's grappling. Uh, of course, you're going to say, well, didn't Bobby Green just choke out Tony Ferguson? Yes. But how did he get that? He was piecing him up on the feet. They eventually went to the floor, and he choked him out. And talk about Tony Ferguson. He went on Ariel show on Monday, and he said, I'm getting back with my old team. Now, I don't know if that means the team. That helped them go 11 fight win streak. I don't know if that's everybody or if that's just some people. Because apparently he's training with Eddie Bravo again. So we'll see what happens, man. I'm really excited for this December card. Can't wait to see what happens. I'm excited. I mean, let's say he wins. You got a guy that's on a six fight win streak that the UFC. I guess they're um a little. I don't. I don't want to use the word upset. But I don't think they're on. I, I don't think they're as high on Petty as they were after his December performance against um, who is the guy he last fought. Who did Petty last fight? Jesus Christ! I hate when I can't remember things and I have to go look it up. Jared Gordon. Sorry, I, I figured it out. He fought Jared Gordon. A lot of people thought, including myself, that um, Jared Gordon won. Of course. Because the machine is backing up Patty, a lot of people are like, the UFC wants him to win. Stop with all that BS. Like, the UFC has no control over that. If that was the case, you really think Alessa Grasso would have won 10 8 on the last round? Like, I don't. Again, I'm not mad that Alexa won. I'm, I just can't defend the 10 8 round. And again, after rewatching that, Valentina should be champion right now. That's my opinion. So, yeah, Grant Dawson versus Bobby Green. Crazy fight. I cannot wait. Now, if Bobby Green wins, this is the number 10 guy, right? Who, like, we'll talk about it on Monday, on the next episode on Tuesday. But he deserves a top 10 guy after that. Well, he deserves to take Grant Dawson's place if he wins, you know. And in Grant Dawson's position, you, you might be thinking, well, why is he fighting Bobby Green in the first place? Think about it, man. Of course, Tony's not the guy he we we all used to see him as, right? Or at least we think we should see with this Patty Pimblet fight. And if everything Tony's saying is true, that he's back with his old team, you're going to see old Tony. If that's true, then this is good for Graham because he beat the guy. Like, because Bobby Green beat down Tony Ferguson. Like, again, I know the eye poked happened, but still, like, he beat him down. Like, you have to give. Bobby is flowers, okay? So this is going to be a good fight. A good fight. Again, Bellator. Here we go. Bellator. Usman Nurmagomedov will take on Brett Primus. Chris Cyborg will take on Ked Zingano. I was about to say Liz Carmouche. Liz Carmouche will take on Elimelay McFarland. If I'm not mistaken, this will be Elimelay's last fight. 
at least I don't know if she's going to retire after this or if this is the last fight on her contract. That I don't know. But let's look at it, man. If I'm if I'm Bellator, I'm keeping in a three fight main card. I know I understand that eighty percent of the fights will be on their um YouTube. That doesn't matter. Make it seem like a big deal. Don't have post fight prelims. Like I don't get why they do that. That's horrible to me. Keep it a three fight main card. Yes, Linton Vassell versus Ryan Bader fell out. That sucks. That really does. But keep Make these title fights go on last. Like, start early with the prelims. Make it feel like a big deal. Because this feels like the last big Bellator card. Of course, they still have Amosov versus Jackson for November. I believe that takes place in Chicago. And apparently, they're going to have a Bellator 302. We're going to have to wait and see, but... Again, I think 301 will be the, the last fight of the year for them. And again, I will keep saying this. If Bellator 302 takes place around April, May, it's going to be it, I think. And then, of course, they're like, well, who would go to the UFC? Who would go to one? I think, here's what I think. I don't think any of Fedor's guys will go to the UFC, honestly. And that sucks because Valentin Moldovsky is pretty good, even though I think he's a lot of hype. But then Nankov is the man. Anatoly Tokov, that guy is the man. But we shall see. I believe, if anything, those guys are going to end up going to one championship. Because one championship has money, man. Don't tell me they don't, because I know they do. We all know they do. But talking about Bellator, I want to talk about Patricio Pitbull. Patricio Pitbull explains how Bellator to PFL cell could lead him to UFC. Patricio Pitbull has always been very loyal to Bellator. Yet after competing exclusively under the company banner since 2010, the featherweight champion might explore the market if the promotion gets sold in the near future to rival professional fighters league. PFL and Bellator remain in negotiations on a potential acquisition and Pitbull believes a deal is imminent. If that indeed happens, Pitbull said he's open to completing his current contract and engaging in negotiations with the UFC. I'm 36 years old and hold so many records in the organization. I love Pitbull said it. MMA. MMA fighting, Franca podcast. It has another name, but I don't know. Tokayo, Torokayo, Franca podcast. I hope I said that right. It really looks like Bellator will get bought by another organization. I'll complete my deal and... See which offers we have on the table. But I think my career deserves a move to the UFC. Especially knowing if I leave as the Bellator and PFL champion, we would be close to doing a big fight right off the bat in this organization. Pitbull did not disclose how many belts he had left on his current contract with Bellator, but said it's not very lengthy and it's close to the end. I don't rule it out, Pitbull said, of going to the UFC. I see it with good eyes. I think this is the moment. It's the only moment. If it takes too long, I'll get old and my performance begins to drop. UFC CEO Dana White recently laughed at the idea of Bellator being bought a $500 million valuation. And Pitbull said he understands a businessman's attempt to devalue its competitors. I think that either Bellator or PFL, I'm comfortable in my position, Pitbull said. If there's not enough time to defend my title in Bellator, I will clash 
I think a clash between champions is necessary. Going back to my original desire to face champions from other organizations. I wouldn't like to say goodbye to Bellator like this, but I understand at the moment it's $2 billion organization negotiation. It's not a rumor. It's true. There are negotiations going on. An inferior promotion is trying to buy Bellator, and I think it's close to a done deal. If Pitbull ends up in the UFC in the future, he expects Alexander Volkanovsky to still be at the top of the featherweight class. And goes on to say, the current Bellator featherweight king and former lightweight title holder, Pitbull holds many records in the company, including most championship victories, and he holds wins over the likes of AJ McKee, Mike Chandler, Emmanuel Sanchez, Juan Archuleta, Daniel Strauss, and Wilson Hayes, and Kelber Coke. If Pitbull doesn't get another chance inside the circular cage before a sale to the PFL, he would enter his new home on a two-fight skid. The result of a failed bantamweight title shot against Sergio Perez and a stoppage loss to Shishiro Suzuki in Ryzen. Pitbull in August underwent a surgery for herniated disc and injury that could have left him terraplegic. The Brazilian veteran said that the injury affected his nerves, which caused his right leg to go numb after getting hit in both fights with Perez and Suzuki. He was aware of an injury going into the fight in Japan but agreed to the bell on day's notice regardless. Dude, that's crazy. Then he might, because I was a beginning to... I mean, because that guy still looks good, man. But I don't know. He might. We'll see what happens. And then, because I don't really have much else to talk about before we go, let's talk about our favorite fighter. Mr. Dylan Dennis. Actually, hold on. Michael Chandler rejects notions that he's wasting time waiting for Conor McGregor fight. I have a lot of tread left on these tires. For the longest time now, Michael Chandler has been waiting on a fight with Conor McGregor from the initial rumors to coaching the Ultimate Fighter together. It seems inevitable that he was going that it was going to happen. Now he finally seems to have some movement with the Irishman, suggesting that he has recently submitted. A sample to USADA, implying that he's back in the testing pool. Of course, there have been plenty of critics of McGregor's in recent times and also a few who have gone after Chandler for holding out. At the age of 37, in a recent interview, he had a response for those individuals. He goes, I got people calling me delusional. Why are you waiting? You're wasting all these years. I believe we all get lazier or we just get busy. And at 37 years old, I feel better than a lot of 27-year-olds, Chandler said. Taking care of my body, taking good care of my mind. Even the wear and tear that I put my body through, I'm not worried about getting old. I feel phenomenal. And I have a lot of th thread left on these tires. If anything, I needed a little bit of rest. So a little bit of time off isn't a bad thing. I'm building things outside of fighting and people will be able to see the fruits of my labor when the time comes. Again, why wouldn't he wait? Why wouldn't he wait? The 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 downside is he loses. He still makes a buttload of money. They're going to be a main event on a pay-per-view. So if his managers are smart, they negotiate. He gets pay-per-view points. It will be one of the highest bought pay-per-views in the company's history. Again, why wouldn't he wait? Yes, people are like, well, I want to fight Chandler. I want to fight. And they're trying to bait him to be like, all right, fuck this. I'll go fuck these guys up. And they, they're hoping that he does that, that gives him a shot to try and fight him. Because he has a name. He has a name. 
Like, let's not get it twisted. Michael Chandler has proved a lot of what I said. There are people good outside the UFC because that guy's had so much hype on him since he signed with the UFC. Because he was one of the names I kept yelling from the rooftops. He's proved a lot of what I said. And people know he has a name. Like, don't tell me because of his... And he's exciting. Don't tell me because of his four or five fights in the UFC. That's why people want to fight him. They're like, no, because he's had a name since he's been fighting in Bellator, okay? They should have... Bellator should have put him closer on the poster because... <coughs> when I think of Bellator, I think of three people. I think of Ben Askren. I think of Doug DeSlima, and I think of Mike Chandler. And I'll throw in Patricky, Patricio in there, not, not Patricky, but Patricio. Four people. Those guys put that company on their back, and they made it something, okay? Even though Ben left, and he went to one, he tried to go to the UFC, for those that don't know, but the UFC didn't want him. So there's not much Ben could do in that aspect of the game, you know? But again, why wouldn't he wait? That's a smart move by Chandler, in my opinion. A really smart move. Final story of the day, and then we are out of here. We're all going to talk about our favorite fighter, Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis the nice. He was pulling out of the Logan Paul fight after tweeting he would. Over the years, MMA athlete Dylan Dennis has built himself a reputation for never showing up for any of his fights. It happens every time. This strange self-sabotaging always ends with him pulling out of a fight. For one reason or another. During one of the most recent flagrant podcast episodes with comedian Andrew Schultz and his crew kept telling Dennis that he would probably pull out. But Dylan kept telling them he's 100% committed to the fight. Thursday, Thursday's tweet outburst after watching Logan Paul brag about how many lawsuits against Dennis made him explode. In his own words, he said, I'm out. But he backtracked. After Mike Perry said he was officially taking Dylan Dennis' spot. As expected, almost all sports media has to write up a piece like this one to clarify the situation. I mean, so who knows, bro? Because one thing I can tell you, these are Dylan's words. He says, I still don't have a coach. So that made me think of, so are you going to pull out of this fight? It's next week and it's an exhibition fight. So. Everybody's saying, like, don't take the Mike Perry fight to Logan. They can't put rules in place like, hey, bro, don't go too hard. Do not go too hard because it's only an exhibition. Nobody's going to win. Don't don't be Vitor to, to uh, Evander Holyfield, bro. Like, that was despicable. You guys know what I'm talking about? When my friends in Triller put on a fight. Remember I told you guys how much those guys weren't going to last? Remember I said that all those years ago that I knew they weren't going to last after they did that stupid triad combat? Those guys fucking suck. I told you guys they weren't going to last. And then they do Evander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. Look, I was so, I'm was i so sick of it that I forgot his name. And Vitor blasted him like they weren't a pro. Like, dude, what? And I bet you Vitor's back on TRT. I bet you he is. And it's funny because he, remember he signed to one, he made like a big signing to one and he never competed for them. That's weird. And I don't know if it's because it was right before the pandemic or whatnot and that stuff went down. But that's all I got for you guys to see if Dylan shows up. I, I don't know if he will. Go ahead and ask Alexandria this weekend. I'm going to try to get the video of their album out that I recorded about three weeks ago. Uh, last week messed me up, man, but. 
We're getting there, bro. We're getting there. It's all going to come to pieces. Pieces, guys. Later. Pieces, deuces, guys. Later.